2: Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, another episode, another week, and a lot to get to today, actually. So uh, we will get to the possibility of games. There's there's talk going on. There's pretty much been talk since the, the season was suspended, and maybe just guesswork of when it might return. And while it still might be that, maybe things are, are becoming a little bit clearer, maybe like 3% clear, uh, but maybe they are. Um, we'll talk about that. We will, uh, or I will, post the Joe Sakic interview right here in this episode. The one that I've been teasing for, oh, about a week now. Um, and you easily could have gone to YouTube to watch it. <laughs> it's just the way it's played out was uh, the the episodes that I was on were running a little bit long, and I just couldn't throw it in there. So we will put that in there today. And one thing that I said I was going to do, which I, I have been slacking on, was because everybody's kind of... Uh, quarantine or isolating, quarantining themselves or or isolating themselves. Um, I said I was going to throw out some like recommendations for people to watch. And um, I'll definitely do that today. A good series on Netflix that I'll throw out. And I've already tipped my hand as to what it is uh, already in the minute that this show has been going on. So first things first, though, follow the show on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram. Search for Locked on Avalanche. And send your questions, comments, concerns, opinions if you want to be on the Fandom Friday segment. Send everything to Avalanche at gmail.com. Send uh, your, uh, your thoughts on last week when I did that survey. When I took the survey the Athletic put out, um, some people had some things to say. I talked about it with Kyle last week. Kind of asked him some questions Within that survey. So uh, some interesting talking points there. And uh, some good debate questions that were within that uh, survey. So if you didn't listen to that, definitely go back and listen to Wednesday's show. Wednesday's and Friday's. So listen, to Kyle, on the Fandom Friday segment, which was great, as always. So what do we got today? So um, it's it's looking like we might have something in terms of a season. Uh, I'm not completely there yet, and I've been saying all along, I don't see it happening, but I will still hold out that 3% uh, chance that it might happen. Maybe that's increasing a little bit, but we don't know. Um, Right now, we've been out out of hockey for a month and a half, so any thread that we see or that we read We are going to pull that thread until the sweater is gone. And it was John Scott who put up a tweet on April 24th saying he just got word that the NHL camps will begin again on June 1st. European players are coming back soon. How he knows this, I don't know. Nobody else is reporting this. Um, And to say... On April 24th, that on June 1st things are gonna open up. That's 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 way that is a huge, huge uh guesswork comment right there. You will know more mid-May. You are not going going to know more end of April that in over a month things are gonna open up because the way thing I mean, if you follow this thing, we are on the downswing. But things still need to happen for that to continue. Very easily, it could go back on the upswing if we don't continue to do what we are doing to bring it down. Now, is there word... Have they had that discussion saying, if things continue in this trajectory going down, maybe on June 1st we could open? Yeah, that that could be something that you could... Just throw out there as if to say, if it's going in this direction and continues to, it's a possibility we could open June 1st. He's not saying this. He is saying NHL camps will begin again June 1st. That is, you know, throwing your fist down, saying it's a certainty. I cannot believe that this far in advance the NHL is saying uh, it's a certainty that it will start on June 1st. But you put this stuff out there and people just... Don't even throw caution to the wind. They just say like, oh, this guy said it on Twitter. So it's got to be true and let's get back on the ice. And that just, we all know what's going on when people say things that they shouldn't say um, when it comes to this thing. And and certain people will hang their hat on that, which is the worst thing you could possibly do in this situation. Bettman has come out and has said they are looking at scenarios. He has always, I got to give him credit for being Pretty transparent in all of this uh, for the most part. Like, he's not out there every day uh, just saying the same thing over and over again. He, if he does an interview, he's honest. He's just saying, like, we are looking at things, we just don't know where they are right now. Um, the one thing in this interview, this is right on NHL.com, they said as many as four NHL arenas would host three games each per day, no fans in one of the scenarios the league is looking at. So that's just one of them. They're, um, you know, clearly, they're looking at several. I don't think they're just looking at one and saying, this is the only way we can do it, and it has to start by this day, or we can't just do this one idea. I'm sure it's a lot of ideas. That's the only one they talk about in this article. I don't know what the other ones are, but they, it's, it's pretty good because they talk about specifically, well, not, not specifically in terms of like a city, but they talk specifically, they would have to be NHL arenas. It was thrown around last week, maybe even the week before, that they could be in like kind of like secluded areas of the country. Um, I get that, but he makes a good point. They need to be NHL ready arenas for multiple reasons. They need the the um, the, the the boards to be NHL regulated boards. Uh, they need multiple. Uh, Locker rooms, and he's pretty much saying the behind-the-scenes stuff, like the back-end stuff that goes on, like underneath the arena, so to speak, is what they need. They can't have a college rink where they are they're they're prepared for you know smaller-scale games, even though there's not going to be fans there. Uh, they need something that's equipped to handle NHL games. And then when you say you're going to throw in three or four games a day, would they say would they say three games a day? For uh for yeah three games a day, that that's a lot to ask for um you know a, a smaller arena sized college rink. Um, the one thing that they did mention was the draft, and the draft is going to happen. Let you know, let, let, we just don't know a date. Um, I think the way the NFL the NFL just proved that you can you can hold a a draft remotely and virtually and I for one absolutely loved it because I kind of get tired of just the crazies in the stands screaming and yelling hooting and hollering that gets old after about 15 minutes I liked no audience with the exception of what was on Roger Goodell's screen um, and not just people screaming and yelling the entire time I I wish the NFL they're never going to do it I wish any NFL and even hockey would go to that that route uh Year in and year out. I just like minim- minimalized things. Um, and I thought that was perfect. I loved it. So the, the draft will happen. We just don't know when. Um, but the, the thing that they threw out there was it's a possibility they do the draft like before the season starts back up. Uh, if they were to do this June 1st mini camp, I guess you want to say. Uh, and and then the season would start back up sometime, you know, by July. Doing it at some point in there. Now the big thing with that is, what's the order? What's the draft order? You kind of have to do guesswork as to what it is. It's not a hundred percent fair, but again, what are you gonna do? I I don't think you're going to to cross off every single wish thing on your wish list to get this season back up and running. Um, uh, he says, there's a good quote he has in here. You know, well, he does say, you know, this is not, this is not a race. And I fully believe that he is not rushing just to be the first um, sport to get back on the field or the ice. And I had that conversation, I believe it was with, with uh, Nikki about, you know, the, the first sport that comes back, all eyes are going to be on that sport. Would that benefit hockey? Yeah, it would. But I don't think they are even considering, hey, let's get on the ice quicker than any other sport because that would benefit us. Um, A couple more things to talk about, and I want to get to it. But one thing I have to do first, we have a sponsor. And it's a great sponsor. And it is uh, Postmates. I don't know if anybody out there has used Postmates, but at my normal job, uh, my 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 regular nine to five job uh, to support local restaurants and businesses. We have been ordering every Friday, and I'm sure a lot of people around the country are doing that. And we have used Postmates. We've used um, them to have them deliver food to my business. And you know, you you people, you know, we are we are in a different time right now. And right now, you you can. Use them because you can get your food delivered. You don't even have to leave the house. Uh, You don't even have to open the door. Because given what's going on in the world, uh, everybody's doing these non-contact deliveries. You see non-contact ads all the time. That's exactly what Postmates is doing. So you can order from local restaurants. And everything gets left right outside your door. They also have Postmates pickup. um, And you can order takeout from your favorite local restaurants. And you can even pick it up with Postmates. Postmates. You guys need to be supporting your local neighborhood spots right now. Everybody does. I know I am doing it weekly. Um, before I got into what I do as a, a normal nine to five, I worked in the restaurant industry. I still have a lot of friends that work in the restaurant industry, um, and I am feeling for them right now. Some of them aren't working at all, and the ones that are are taking a big pay cut because they're not open to capacity. So uh, supporting local restaurants is something that I absolutely do week in, week out. And plus, everybody loves food. Why not? Um... So you can download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, and you can get anything you want delivered within the hour. Now, here is a great limited-time offer Postmates is giving everybody at Locked On For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, So code locked on, and you get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it.
0: My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness.
1: Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right, so like I was saying, I think the biggest thing is to not rush any decision and i don't get the impression that the nhl is going to do that i don't get the impression that any sport right now is going to do that there's states that are doing that um and i haven't seen like the knee-jerk reaction from sports saying we need to get back on the field or the ice or the court uh as quickly as possible and that is the smart thing to do um you know and, and I, I like the fact that Gary Bettman is, is coming out and saying like we're looking at a lot of options. this isn't a race. Uh, the skates are too important while some of them may have been able to work out in terms of physical strength over the last few weeks the fact is none of our guys have really been on skates. Uh, we're going to have to make sure that they are game in game ready condition because we don't want to pull put them out in the ice and risk injury in their career. so we're going to need time to come back get it right. And when we come back, it'll be having done the, the right things. So then they go and talk about the draft, and we had already talked about that. But uh, they're looking at looking at the options, and, and in the end, and he even says it, it's going to be made by the medical professionals. It is not going to be made by uh, when, when Gary Bettman makes the decision, it's going to be because uh, medical people have come to him and say, it's okay, the time is right, you can open back up. Do I still think this is going to happen? And by the way, he does say, you know, they can play into summer, and they clearly can play next season. I don't think next season is going to be impeded at all. Do I think this year? I mean, it's maybe I'm opening up that percentage a little bit more because it does seem that, and again, I go by pretty much by like what's going on in New York, not just because I live in New York, but because if you can get those numbers down in New York – the rest of the country should be pretty cleared up as well. Uh, I, I cannot imagine one of those four cities that they're talking about will be New York City. There's there's no way it's going to be held there. And the other interesting thing is that if, if you're playing multiple games in one arena, uh, you better sanitize the crap out of that thing. So after every single game. And I'm sure all that stuff will be put into place. Um... It's, it's still just a wait and see thing. I, I don't, I don't like when somebody like John Scott goes on and says, just got word. Who did you get word from? I, like that, that's something that I want to know. And don't tell me sources that that's not, that's not such a breaking. I mean, it is a, a huge breaking, um, you know, news fact, if it's true. And when you say you just got word from who? Because that's way too early to you know. I I would, if and when they say hockey's back, I think you are going to know two weeks in advance. Meaning, they're going to announce hockey is coming back in two weeks, and then that way everybody can fly back to the United States or Canada wherever they play, um, kind of get their their bearings back into. Uh, hockey mode and then start a training camp Again, you're not going to hear it Six weeks ahead of time I just think that's ridiculous So, um, I think that that was not a, a smart thing That John Scott put up there And maybe it turns out to be true uh, It might be just coincidence that it turns out to be true And he got the date right um, But if he hasn't come out and said Who he got it from Or, or where he heard it from um, To me it's, it's still I believe it when I see it So, moving on from that, we are playing the Joe Sackick interview from the sports social vodcast that's on uh, YouTube. Uh, Really good interview. Joe Sackick always gives a good interview. Tells it like it is. So, we're going to get to that right now. It's uh, a little bit over a 10-minute interview, but all really, really good stuff. So, I've been saying I'm going to play this for about a week now. And like I said, just haven't been able to. So the time has come. Drum roll, please. Mr. Joe Sackick.
3: I said, to, I said to my wife this morning, I said, Dana, if you could ask Joe any question, what would it be? And she, I, I go from a woman perspective. And she goes, I got a question for you. What has Joe done different over this? Has he learned anything new? Has he done every, anything different or is he just driving Deb up the wall?
4: A little bit of both, to be honest with you. Even <laughs> spring cleanup, we've had about fifteen years worth here that I hadn't get gotten to. So uh, yeah, honestly, it's just it's just staying safe. We're 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 bundled up here and uh, but we're we're do a lot of to-do. So, so we clean out a garage or storage. Oh, yeah. Every single room is is, is pretty spotless now. So uh, it's something I hadn't done well,
3: I think since we moved here in Hawaii. So we're a bunch of hoarders. That's awesome. Um, Joe, let's get into the hockey. And we had uh, Jared on the other day and I had said to him, gosh, you guys were nine, two and two in your last 13 games. Um, Some teams were terrible. You know, some teams were going in the opposite direction. If and when we do get back, Joe, how much of that momentum are you going to miss? And how much of it depends on that week or two weeks getting guys back into hockey shape and who can come out of the gates the fastest?
4: Yeah, I don't think you worry about the momentum, what you had going in there. Everybody's in the same boat. So everybody's been off for a while. And I don't think, I mean, there's a lot of guys that probably aren't, they can't train the way they normally can train in an off season. So um, I'm sure some people, I know Nathan's got a gym and uh, I think Gabe, a few guys have a gym in their house, but they can probably do more than other guys. But uh, basically, if we, hopefully we can come back. I mean, if if we know we're coming back, even if it's later in summer, uh, that's a good sign for, for what's going on out here we just got to try and uh, like I said everybody's got to stay safe uh, quarantine let's get over this thing and try and get back to some uh, some normalcy so we can end up coming back uh, to play hockey that's, that's a good thing and, uh, I mean I know uh, Betsy said uh, a couple of weeks but uh, if it's two three weeks uh, I think the one thing is everybody's in the same uh, same boat um, and once you get to playoff time, I'm sure that the energy, everything will be uh, ramped up. Whether we have fans in the building, hopefully we do, but if, if not, um, just to have the sport back will be uh, will be a big thing. So, um, uh, yeah. So nothing we can worry about now, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, to get back and, and make a run, we've got a good group uh, that believes in, uh, in in each other, and I think the one benefit we're going to have, um, well, everybody, I guess every team, we're going to be healthy gonna you know, have a full, a healthy roster, and that's something that. Uh, we were dealing with a lot of injuries at the end and uh, everybody will be back healthy. So let's just hope uh, we get, everybody can get back to some normalcy here and uh, uh, we can overcome this court uh, COVID-19 and uh, you know, uh, get back to playing, uh, playing sports.
3: You know, Joe, that's a good point because you've been in the playoffs as a player so many different times. And I don't know ever that uh, anybody, every team has gone back completely healthy. I mean, I think at Tarasenko and in St. Louis and various other teams, you guys would be for the most part, almost a hundred percent healthy. Is that weird? I mean, is that weird when you go into a playoff situation and everybody is, is there?
4: Yeah, no, Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's, you never see that you always see injuries and, and, you know, teams are limping into the playoffs uh, because of the stretch run and, and, and guys are fatigued and tired. And, and now, uh, you know, I'm not saying injuries won't won't happen if if you do get back in playing because the guys are going to have to get in shape in a short short amount of time. But, uh, uh, you know, I think it'd be an exciting race. Uh, There's so much parity in this league. And and if every team goes in the playoffs healthy, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting.
3: I want to ask you about a couple of players in specific because I did a happy hour the other night with Ian Cole and we were taking fan questions. And there were so many questions about Cale McCarr now in his, I guess, first full year. Joe, where is he at right now and how good can he be? You've been around some of the best defensemen in the game. How, how good can Kale McCarr be?
4: Well, he, obviously, he's so young, he's only going to get better. But uh, I think what separates him from everybody else, first of all, is maturity. He's a, a real mature young man who, who does everything right, both on and off the ice, uh, to get himself prepared. Uh, but uh, the way he skates, uh, how the, the strength he has uh, uh, you know, on his skates, uh, it allows him to just get away from trouble. Um, it allows him uh, that extra separation. So it gives him more time to make, uh, make, make the great plays that he can do.
3: And especially on the power play, I'm watching some of this video. I mean, you're when completely healthy, you're out there with Kadri. You're out there ranting and Gabe McKinnon. He's kind of taken a leadership role on that first power play. That, that can't be easy just to step in there with all those superstars and just be the quarterback. But he seemingly has done that.
4: Yeah, he has, and, and, and you're right about that, because the tendency would be for a young guy to come in and just kind of pass it. So you pass it to Miko on one side. You will pass it to Nathan on the side. You want, want to get those guys to puck. But, but uh, our power play is best when uh, uh, when, when he's, he's pounding pucks. He, he's, he's got a cannon. So uh, for him to be able to, to, to know when to pass, when to shoot is, is, is big for us. And, and every time uh, we, we get a lot of shots from, you know, especially him on, on, on top, Um, it allows the rest of the guys to do their thing. So uh, I I give him a lot of credit because, yes, uh, you do want to pass the puck to to the veterans that have been around, the superstar forwards you got. But uh, he's a star in his own right, and I I love when he shoots the puck. I
3: I had a conversation with Nathan McKinnon prior to the All-Star game, and I pointed out to him, I said, there was a game in Vegas, and I think we got whooped pretty good, 7-1 or whatever. And since then, he completely turned a corner. I mean, he went from star – to superstar as far as, as he is. And I hate to ask you to, comp, you know, compare your game to him, but he is a goal scorer. He will be a superstar in this league. He already is. Um, where do you see him at right now? Is, I think he's fifth in the NHL in scoring, but the year that he was having considering the injuries, Joe, I mean, he really put this team on his back for a while.
4: Yeah, yeah he really has. He's, he's I mean, it, for him, it doesn't matter who he's playing with. He's going to play his way. He, uh... He he demands the puck, and when he gets the puck, everybody on the other team backs off. Uh, you see, when he's coming up the uh, neutral zone with speed, you see the other you can just see the other team's uh, defensemen. They just want to back in as quick as they can, so it allows him some time and space uh, to do his thing. But and he really has he's he's taken off uh, with so many injuries this year, and he didn't care. He just wants to win, and he knows we got a, We got a real good team around him, and uh, uh, he just goes about his business, gets the puck, and and, and goes. And when he skates and and dominate the way he can. Uh, we're a tough team to beat.
3: Joe, of uh, uh, the GM word around. I mean, I don't know how many conversations you're having with other GMs or the league and the commissioner. Where? How often are you guys talking about possibilities? I know that you know the president had come out and and given the phase one, phase two, and sort of talked about sports. The conversations that you're having right now is anything you can share with us?
4: Well, we're having another and meeting uh, next week uh, with with the governor so an update on where we're at hopefully hopefully next week we'll have uh um, an idea when our players can st- hopefully start coming back obviously it's, it's going to come down to the health uh, experts and 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 you know see where we are as a society but uh hopefully we're going to get some good news and, and the next phase for us would be to get our players to come back and start training and, and being able to do uh uh the more normal things that they usually do in, in off-season training, so we we just got to get to that step and 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 you you hear all the all the reports. You know, hopefully hopefully we're turning the corner as a society and, and we'll get there. And then and you know, athletes can come back to work and or everybody can come back to work slowly and and, and get our lives back to, to to as normal as it was before. So um, and. And we're, we're kind of lucky right now. It, 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 our, our sport, I mean, we can play until July, August, even September. Um, and if we can turn this corner and get everybody back, uh, I think that's, that's something that everybody would really welcome.
3: I, I, I get this question all the time, and I'll finish it off with this. And I want you to answer this because I talked with uh, Milan Hedouk and Stefan Yell, both who were uh, you know, played on these, these Stanley Cup teams. And I've asked you this before too. If '96 played '2001 in one game for the Stanley Cup, which team wins and why?
4: Geez,
3: uh,
4: I'd lo- love to see that. Uh, you know, <laughs> which I, side I, would
3: you be on, Joe? You can't be on both.
4: The '96 team um, had more firepower. Was a little bit deeper uh, throughout the lineup, and everybody else seemed to be a little bit younger and. In, uh, in, more in their prime
1: but I don't know it it doesn't really
3: matter I'm happy to be part of both (laughs) right exactly you know it's interesting because you look through some of those role players and I mean you forget about guys like uh, Eric Messier and uh, Mike Keane and Mike Ricci and and not that 2001 didn't have the exact same thing but we were so new to it you guys had just been here a year and it was like who is this team? Where did they come from? But it just worked, Joe. I mean, the, the personalities and the role players just worked. Yeah, and, and both teams had the same thing. Uh, you, you can't win unless you have, you have those personalities. You have that
4: team chemistry, the, the bond. Um, you know, both teams, the dressing everybody just loved each other and wanted to compete for for each other. And uh, it, it, the characters on both on both clubs were, were, were unbelievable. I mean, you could tell stories but we won't, uh, but we, we, we had a lot of fun. And, and yeah, both teams were incredible, deep teams. Um, I think uh, the 96 team in the plus was was healthier than the one team. But uh, um, I, I tell you, I would love to, was proud of you on both and would love to see, I would love to see it. draw you know, both teams compete against each other. I mean, one was probably a little more defensive. The other team, uh, the 96 team, probably had a little more firepower. Mm.
0: Joe, it's just good to hear from you again. And I, and I do want to ask you, you've had, a few guys in your organization come up with positive tests. How's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling like?
4: Yeah, everybody's healthy. Everybody's doing well. Everybody's at home and uh, and doing the, doing the right things right now. And uh, uh, touch wood, hopefully, everybody stays the same. Hopefully, everybody's uh, uh, do, doing well. And I, I've talked to almost all the guys uh, already. And uh, we'll probably reach, uh, you know, touch base again after next, next week's general manager's con- uh, uh, conference call. So Hopefully we'll have uh, more news to, to share with the players, but everybody's doing well. Let's do that hockey real soon, can't we? Oh, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. We've got a good group here. Uh, I'd like to see them uh, have a run.
2: All right. There you go. Well worth the wait, was it not? <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, some good stuff. I think uh, talking about you know the injuries, we've always been saying uh, the Avalanche are going to be healthy for the first time pretty much all season uh, and, and so is every other team and if you can make it you know if you can make the run to to win a Stanley Cup if the you know the playoffs return uh, then you really accomplish something because you've got every other team's uh, you know best effort I'm sure there's gonna be some injuries and stuff like that as the playoffs go on uh, if they do go on but you know hitting the ground running it's almost like the start of the season so uh you're gonna get everybody's best shot and if you can if you can weather that storm from every single team uh i think that's that's a maybe even more of an accomplishment than when you know the the season goes off as normal because everybody's got injuries going into the playoffs uh on the regular basis and right now everybody's going to be healthy so um, also, getting some insight onto you know how the conversations and the dialogue is going with uh, the powers that be into getting this this thing going back up and running again, if at all. But again, it's just nice to know you know that they're talking clearly to governors and and mayors and things like that. Uh, but just getting those bits of information are the ones that I look forward to, not a random tweet put out there. So. Leave it with that. Uh, So, yeah, I I, I just like hearing from anybody that has anything to do with the Avalanche right now. And always like hearing from Mr. Joe Sackick himself. So if you guys have any comments on that, definitely send them my way. LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. Finally, want to wrap up with something for everybody to watch. Throwing out some recommendations. At least one for right now. Um, This one is on Netflix. So if you're kind of holed up in the house. And if you want to watch a series. I think the last one I gave was a movie. I think it was Cargo. The last one I gave was the movie Cargo. One of the best zombie movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, So definitely go back and watch this. This one is a series. Season 3 came out not that long ago. And it's called 3%. It is in subtitles. I think you can... Play the, like, American dubbed version. Uh, I don't like doing that. If there is, like, subtitles, I don't mind reading the subtitles. Uh, But it's a really cool story about, like, this futuristic world that we live in. And when you turn 21, I believe 20 or 21, I think it's 21, uh, you have one opportunity. You have to go through these series of tests. Everybody goes through a series of tests, and they only select 3% of the people to be removed from the world that they live in, which is just, you know, downtrodden, uh, you know, pretty much living a poor lifestyle, um, be removed from that into a life of leisure, almost like that movie Elysium, if you've seen that. But um, this is like a series of tests that people go to. So there's a lot of cheating and scandals going on because this is it. This is your one and only shot to be removed from a life of poverty into the high life and they only take 3% of the people why it's called 3% and why I said 3% about 3 or 4 times throughout this episode to tip my hand if anybody picked up on that so uh, really really good show if you guys need something to watch check out 3% on Netflix that'll be it for today ladies and gentlemen we'll be off tomorrow Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week and uh, yeah We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Maybe, I mean, a lot's happening. News has happened fast and furious. So maybe Wednesday, maybe we'll have uh, more of an update on if and when we might return. Who knows? We'll find out then. See you guys Wednesday. Here's Jovi.
3: Go, Abs, go!